0: And welcome to The Watcher's Diaries, a weekly podcast all about Buffy. I'm Mary, and this week we're talking about Season 1, Episode 8, iRobot, Jane. As you can see, real life has reared its ugly head and Dylan is once again out. But that's okay, as once again, Froggy is back! Yay! Yay! <laughs>
1: <laughs> because I have absolutely no life. <laughs>
0: Hey, it works. You have no life. I have no life. Literally
1: about 15 minutes ago, Mary messaged me and asked what I was doing.
0: <laughs> it's like, quick, I need a host. Oh, yay. And what was I doing, Mary? You were scanning ghosts into the internet, which is the reason we didn't have an episode last week. I'm very angry with you. Sorry. I know. But that's okay. You're making up for it now with your community service.
1: I mean, at least I get paid to scan ghosts. <laughs>
0: That's true. Okay. So I do have one correction. So when I was editing our episode on Carpe Demon, Panda brought to my attention that I kept saying beautified, and the word Uh-oh. is beatified. <laughs> beatified. <had> <laughs> and that after 13 years of Catholic education, I should be ashamed of myself for pronouncing it wrong.
1: Yeah, yep. Yeah. Shame on you, Mary. Go do some Hail Marys and get back to us. What is it? Like three Hail Marys and an Our Father. Yeah. I think that
0: was like standard in elementary school for penance. Yeah. (laughs) So yes, one correction. I pronounced it wrong. I'm very sorry. I am sure every theology teacher I have had throughout my education is very disappointed in me, just as my English teachers are very disappointed in the amount of times I say the word like. (laughs) Though I do try to edit most of them out now, so it doesn't sound as bad. iRobot Eugene. It aired April 28th, 1997, and yes, it was still a Monday. According to Slayer Stats, this is the episode with the lowest Nielsen ratings for its season coming in at 2.5.
1: I thought it was The Puppet Show, but apparently not. I don't know. I like this one more than The Puppet Show. The Puppet Show is very weird. Aww. I'm not saying I don't love The Puppet Show.
0: There's a lot of great things about The Puppet Show, which obviously we will talk about we'll next talk, week. Yeah, yeah. But no, I love this episode. I've always loved this episode, and it, yeah. it's for a very specific reason. Yes! No we'll get to very very soon but first we're going to start off with a fun fact as the title of this episode is a reference to two things Isaac Asimov's collection of short stories entitled I, Robot*, that was first published in 1950 and the often misquoted me Tarzan you Jane from the 1930s Tarzan film series and the reason it's misquoted is because the actor who played Tarzan never spoke those lines in the film yep nor do they appear in any of the original novels the phrase would was jokingly said in a 1932 interview about the films in which the actor remarked he didn't have to do a whole lot of acting <laughs> he just had to say things like me Tarzan you Jane." yep all right synopsis willow scans a spell book into the library's computer allowing a demon to invade the internet where it begins preying on teens online no previously on this week just the usual slayer spiel and after accidentally stumbling on them for never kill a boy on the first date i had to go see if there were any fun international titles for this episode (laughs) and there were so it's time for me to once again (laughs) butcher some languages
1: oh i can't wait let's hear it mary
0: all right so the finnish title is sinu Senuli, senuli, senuli on postia, which is you've got mail. The French is simply moloch. The German is computer daemon, which is computer daemon. Hungarian is... Ahalozat which is the network and Italian which I probably should have just asked Panda to pronounce for me before I came upstairs is Il Male Nella
1: Rete the evil in the net. I like the Italian one especially considering that how it opens up but I also kind of like You Got Mail.
0: Yeah. I might have to just steal the Italian one as a title for this episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That one's a good one.
0: Because speaking of how it opens up we open on Cortona, Italy 1418 and according to Wikipedia Cortona is is a town and commune, which apparently is a township. All right, you can explain this to me. How is something a town and a township? Because you have townships near where you live.
1: Um, (laughs) I don't know. I never really understand it either. Because like I live, because there's Bristol Township is where I live. And then there's also Bristol Borough. And I live in another town. Like, I don't know. It... I don't know.
0: So a township is something between like a county and a town. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's something. Like yeah, the general area.
1: It's an- another. It's another random thing. Yeah, I wasn't expecting a pop quiz. I would have done a little more research if I knew. <laughs> I didn't know
0: if maybe you knew because we don't have townships in Maryland. Yeah,
1: maybe if I grew up in the township, I might have learned about it because. Where I grew up, we didn't have that in our area. So it wasn't one of those things that we learned. And maybe my nine-year-old knows because they're learning about the states and (laughs) things like that. Nothing like having an elementary school child to remind you just how much you've forgotten of your education.
0: Elementary school child? Try my, like, five-year-old nephew. I try to play video games with him and he's like, no, you have to do this. And if you go in here, there's the secret thing. And I'm like, you're five. How do you know where the secret passage is? Children, they make us feel
1: old. They do. Oh, my God.
0: So anyway, this town and this township are apparently in the Arezzo province of Tuscany, Italy. So that's where, that's about where we are right now. Inside what I guess is a palace of some sort, I tried to look up Cortona to see if there was any specific cathedral or whatever they could have been in. There wasn't really like, nothing struck me as like, oh, this must be where they are. The demon Moloch asks one of his followers, Carlos, if he loves him. And when Carlos replies that he does and would do any anything for him. Moloch kills him.
1: For a 90s TV series, this whole segment was very edgy is the word I want to use, but also kind of wow. <laughs>
0: I think edgy is the right word. I yeah. feel like season 1 itself is very edgy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like this episode, like the just that beginning part, like having like that subtext. Yeah. Was very Different for the
0: '90s, and I mean, we'll we'll get into what happens near the end of this episode too, and that yeah. that I mean, we're go- like going back to the last episode. You were on the path, yeah. We're gonna get some dark ass themes, yeah. in this episode,
1: just. Like we we know, like, we, you know, we'll talk about what Moloch does. But just that opening bit with Carlos is very intense.
0: It is very intense. It's also very typical for this kind of uh, I don't want to say genre. I don't know what word I'm looking for. But the like, do you love me? Would you die for me?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you don't always see it with a male follower and a male presenting demon. So that was also like at this point especially, like that was also very interesting to rewatch.
0: That was very interesting. Yeah, because in most things it would have been like a female demon. Mm -hmm. That was then with her male follower, if you wanted the same effect. But I mean, this show went so many places throughout its entire run that other shows didn't want to go. And it wanted to go more places. I know,
1: I know. Like, that's what I love about the show is that it really does push a lot of boundaries for the 90s. Now we wouldn't even think about it. No, now in a But no, for not the not time period, it was definitely pushing it. Just love this show so much.
0: So from there, we go to the nearby monastery where a group of monks are gathered. It is they who identify the demon as Moloch, calling him the Corrupter and saying that the people have fallen under his power, a power which they call mesmerizing. There is still time, however, they can bind him, all they need to do is form the circle. So doing so, the leader of the monks summons Moloch forth, binding him by trapping inside a book, which they then seal into a crate. As they close up the crate, he, he prays that the book never be read again, for it would risk letting Moloch loose into the world. Fun fact, due to the plot and themes of this episode, the name Moloch was used for this demon because it is an Easter egg style reference to computer programmers. As in c based languages, there is a command called malloc, which is memory allocation. Do
1: you have a note about the monk?
0: I do because it's from the original script. But do you want to
1: say what we learned about the monk? I do because it's uh, one of my favorite little facts and as a music nerd. So the monk, do they say his name in the, in they the do actual- not say his. Okay. Name. No. So the monk is actually named Thelonius, and that is a reference to the jazz musician Thelonious monk. So it's just a cute little play on the name. So I was really excited about. The cat to learn about that because I didn't know that originally that that was his name so thank you internet. I knew that
0: because it's in the script but no yeah. it is never it's never said within the episode and while I'm talking about the scripts so all the scripts I have for this season I own the script books that were published back in the day Of course, and you do. they're compiled from various points in the revision process so when you're looking at them in the book some of them say like blue some say white some say goldenrod and so this script for this episode was a white script and a white script is usually not always but usually the original unedited version and in this case i think that's very much what's going on um, for reasons you will see as we go on there are some things in the script that are totally not it's clearly <laughs> before they did any editing and i'm excited to talk about that when we get there <laughs> so of course our next shot is of buffy opening said crate i love that like, we hope this will never be found surprise
1: yeah it's the best transition ever
0: it's, I mean, this. I, I know you've heard me talk about transitions. I love
1: transitions too, so.
0: This show, this season, I mean, we'll see if it continues into the other seasons, but this season specifically has some of the best transitions. Yeah. She looks none too thrilled to find a book inside. As she pulls it out, Giles says he hasn't had a chance to go through the new arrivals yet. It should be noted that the library is unusually crowded. Willow and a couple others sitting around the table on computers, books piled about. A boy named Dave offers to take the book from Buffy, adding it to one of the piles by Willow. Giles says once he's done examining it they can skim it (laughs) scan it The correction comes from Jenny! Yay! I like to think Jenny is the show's way of apologizing to me. Like, we're sorry we killed your evil sunshine. But here, have a (laughs) badass techno-pagan computer teacher. Oh, we love Jenny. We love Jenny so much. And I know they're planning to take her from me, too. I know. But at the time this originally aired, I did not know that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we did. That's, yeah, that's definitely... I know we talked about the whole angel thing. And if, you know, we expected that to be him to be demon but what happens to Jenny I know I remember not expecting that not expecting
0: it at all and uh I do have we will talk about it next episode um thank you to everyone who has answered the angel question and I will say this again next episode I'm sure but we will talk about people's reactions to the angel reveal at the start of our next episode
1: oh and uh, as an aside my husband and I were watching one of the later episodes with Jenny and he turned to me and said I've only seen a few episodes of the show but I don't remember her later on. Did something happen to her?
0: <laughs> oh, Mr. Frog.
1: <laughs> oh. And then he actually thought in that episode, some the bad thing was going to happen. But no, she gets a few more episodes after that.
0: So in the original script, Jenny is described as the computer teacher and Giles polar opposite. She's maybe 30, pretty, hip, and irreverent. Mm-hmm. And Jenny is, of course, played by Robia LaMorte, who I recently discovered spent part of her childhood in Ocean City, Maryland. Oh, Yay! Yeah, she moved around a lot as a kid, but I was I was very excited that part of it was in Maryland. Before doing Buffy, she appeared on 90210, which you all know by now also starred Luke Perry, who did the Buffy movie. Yay. She corrects Giles once more, calling him Rupert, and he looks less than impressed. It's okay. She knows her ways are strange to them, but soon he will join them in the 20th century with three whole years to spare. Okay, there's a bit of a mind fuck for you. Ugh. Buffy premiered last century.
1: <sighs> yeah, when I was rewatching it, that hit me. <laughs>
0: right? Like, I mean, it's like, okay, it was in the 90s, whatever. And then they say 20th century instead of 21st century. And they're just like, wow, Buffy premiered last century
1: yeah oh that's that's just
0: just (sighs) total mind like wow though she calls him rupert he calls her miss calendar and says that while he is sure her classes are fascinating that he believes one can survive in modern society without being a slave to the idiot box (laughs) jenny is quick to remind him that tv is the idiot box this is the good box (laughs) (laughs) Either way, he still prefers a good book. I
1: love them so much.
0: Which launches a student named Fitz into an angry hacker rant about how the printed page is dead and information isn't an entity. How if you're not jacked in, you're not alive. He then leaves and Jenny thanks him for making them all sound like crazy people.
1: Fritz, that was a little too intense just bring it back down
0: fritz has all that 90s hacker energy
1: yeah yeah but not in a good way not in the hackers johnny lee miller type of way
0: Oh, not even in like a lone
1: gunman sort of way. Oh God, yeah. They would reject him.
0: They would very, he is too intense for them. Too intense for them. (laughs) Langley's gonna like be like, dude, you need all the weed.
1: Just chill, man.
0: But as passionate as Fritz is, he does make some good points. As she tells Rupert, more email was sent than real mail in the past year. That more digitized information went across phone lines than conversations. And this is information that absolutely horrifies Giles. Class over, Jenny suggests they all pack it in for the day but Willow has just a few more to do and so she asks Xander if he wants to stay and help to which Xander asks if she's joking yes of course it (laughs) was a joke that she just made up Xander tells Willow he loves
1: her but bye (laughs) that's a very us type of That is like our group of people. Like that is a very like, I love you, but no. (laughs) (laughs) I
0: love you, (laughs) but bye. -bye. Bye -bye. Yeah, no, that is is very, that is very us. He then runs to catch up with Buffy who was on her way out. Okay, so I'm the only one who finds it a little odd that Buffy just didn't automatically wait to see if Xander and our Willow was coming. Why did he have to go to catch up with her? She was just like, goodbye, my friends.
1: You know what? Sometimes you just got to run away as fast as you can. And if anybody's following you and they fall behind, it's their problem.
0: I mean, and also they may not have the next class together. Yeah.
1: Yeah. What are classes in this series? Like this is this is like Glee, where you have no idea what the schedule looks like and how they get around. And
0: I would argue that at least in first season, you see the Scoobies in class more than you ever saw any children in Glee.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You do make a point.
0: Even in the second and third episodes, there are quite a few scenes that take place in class, like in classrooms while class is occurring. Yeah. I at least know these children went to class. I am not sure I can say that about the Glee children. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Giles is also staying behind to clean up. He says he'll be in the Middle Ages as Jenny remarks, Did you ever leave? Leave. I just love everything about them. (laughs) They're so cute. Like, he just doesn't know how to handle her. He does not. She is super feisty, and he just, he is not used to that.
1: He is just the, when you think of somebody who is British, like, just Giles, like, he is the stereotypical fuddy duddy.
0: He is a sexy fuddy duddy. He's a sexy fuddy
1: duddy. Oh, they're so cute. I could go on forever. (sighs) If only. (laughs)
0: He heads into the stacks and Willow continues scanning the books, scanning the pages from the book Moloch was contained in. She fails to notice the writing disappearing from the physical pages. A moment later, the computer screen goes black before a blinking cursor appears and the words, where am I?
1: Okay, am I the only one who would just think that any book that belongs to Giles, especially one with a huge binding like that and a creepy looking book, think that maybe it's bad idea to scan it
0: so this is my question about this because you bring up a good point what were they supposed to be scanning into the computers because there's no way giles brought out his collection of occult books yeah and was like oh yes please scan this super secret stuff into
1: the internet yeah like i know the whole like the whole book scanning thing is a plot device but it just didn't make sense. Because you're not
0: going to sit there and scan every book that's in the light. Like, what were they supposed to be scanning?
1: Yeah. Like, that was one thing that when I did my second rewatch of it, that made me think about that. Because, I mean, I digitize things for for a business. So, like, you scan ghosts into the internet. I scan ghosts into the internet. So, personal books for people is one thing. And, like, historical records, yes, you're going to scan them and digitize them because it's great for genealogy. But, what are we doing with these old ancient texts that Giles has? Like, we know that Giles's books are bad. Like, you don't even read Latin in front of them.
0: Yeah. So... I'm guessing the idea is Giles wasn't really paying attention when Buffy grabbed the book from the crate and he yeah. assumed it was more like mundane things. And then Buffy immediately handed it off to Dave who wouldn't know anything about it. But you think Willow would have saw the seen the cover and had a moment of pause. And
1: even if she went like if she didn't see the cover, looking at that page you get these weird symbols. Willow's been around Giles long enough to know that weird symbols are a red flag like
0: hey giles this is no language i recognize what is this at which point giles says stop scanning immediately oh look at this creepy cover um but again like you said it's a hot device you can't logic it too much or you wouldn't have (laughs) an episode credits are still awesome and after the credits we are in Sunnydale High where in the hallway Willow walks down the corridor with a dreamy expression on her face, books hugged close to her chest. Universal language for a teenage girl in love. (sighs) Buffy runs to catch up with her and Willow apologizes saying she didn't see her there or hear her apparently as Buffy had been calling her name. She says she kept trying to call Willow the night before but got a busy signal. Willow says she was busy chatting. Buffy asks who before declaring that Willow has a secret which is is not allowed and that's when willow reveals she met someone this is absolutely true yeah not allowed to have secrets also laws of conversation if you drop something that like oh yeah i know this thing but I- no 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 now you got to tell the thing because you mentioned it in conversation.
1: That's such a, that's such a cute moment between Buffy yeah. and Willow. Like, and it's a very realistic conversation, which is one of the things that I love about it. Like, uh-uh, no, no secrets, that's not allowed. It's so cute and so true. Yeah.
0: It's just so typical of like high school best friendship, even, I mean, a best friendship in general, because we are still this way today.
1: Like, yeah. Oh no, you can't mention some. No, 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 no. This has to be talked about. So like, it,
0: yeah, like you said, it's just such a genuine moment of best friendship and I love it so much. Yeah.
1: Oh, and also, since we were talking about being old and you know, the 90s, the fact one thing that kids these days, as I make myself sound like an old lady, don't understand is that you couldn't be online and get a phone call at the same time unless you had separate lines.
0: (laughs) Yes. Which my family ended up doing sometime in high school, but yeah, just the picking up the phone and hearing the like because someone was on the internet or like <laughs> getting yelled at to get off the internet for a yeah. second because your parent had to make a phone call. uh. Oh. Oh, the 90s. That and uh. call waiting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And being told that, like, connecting to Buffy and, and internet and stuff. And when I would be on the phone with Jackie after the episode aired, being told, no, no. If the, the phone beeps, you have to answer it.
1: Well, the great part is when I was in middle school and high school, they my mom actually had gave me my own line in my bedroom. I was so lucky because oh, wow. my mom was like, you're a teenage girl. I'm going to pay for you to have a separate line because I know that I'm going to have to fight with you to be on the line. And by the way, my phone was one of the clear ones that you could see all the gears and oh, stuff inside
0: Like the beeper that we talked about
1: yes yep
0: during this they arrive at willow's locker and unlike the inside of buffy and xander's locker willow's seems to actually suit her there's a sunnydale razorback banner, a picture of her and
1: giles i had the note of that i love the fact that she has a picture of her and giles in her locker right <laughs> it's, it's so like sweet. the
0: cutest thing and it's so below it's not like here's me and my best friends it's like here's me and the librarian i want to be When I grow up,
1: I know it's so cute.
0: (laughs) It just has a flyer for some sort of concert show and another flyer or two that I can't really identify. But at least there's not just like weird ass cutouts of cargo pants (laughs) in this locker. Like, I would believe this locker belongs to Willow. Yep. (laughs) So Willow says she met him last week after they did the scanning project and Buffy wants to know everything. Does he go to Sunnydale? What's his name? Have they kissed yet? What's he like, no, Malcolm, no, and nice. Buffy says she is a thing of evil for not telling her right away, but Willow didn't know if there was anything to tell, at least not until last night. They spent all night talking. He's smart and funny and romantic. Buffy's loving this for Willow and asks what he looks like. Willow doesn't know. They head off in the direction of computer class and the audience arrives in the class a split second before they do Dave mumbling yes and of course I will to the computer in front of him as Buffy and Willow enter Buffy is trying to figure out just how it is Willow doesn't know what he looks like then Willow says she met him online online for what (laughs) (laughs) no 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 Buffy Oh, Buffy. Oh, fine. Oh. Buffy's just about to ask more questions when Jenny arrives. And does anyone else think she looks a bit hungover?
1: Yes. Yes. She looks like she had a rough night, but I do love her crimped hair that she has in this scene. I,
0: lo- It's like when Cordelia had crimped hair in Never Kill a Boy on the first date. I love the crimped hair of the 90s. I want to crimp my
1: hair. Don't I know. Tell me I wasn't allowed to. You know what? I'll get a crimper. And then the next time you come visit me, we'll crimp our hair. Yay! 90s sleepover oh my god yes
0: we have to watch rom-coms where the nerdy girl was pretty
1: all along oh yeah yeah we will (laughs)
0: okay Yay! So it looks like those pagan groups rage hard and I am here for it. Oh my
1: God, yes.
0: She sees Buffy and asks if there's somewhere she should be. When Buffy tells her she has a free, Jenny's cool with it. But as it's lab time, she tells them to just keep the visit short. Jenny just doesn't want to deal with it because she's (laughs) on over. (laughs) Right? Jenny's like, that's cool. Be quiet. Let me get my Advil in my coffee. Y'all do whatever you want. (laughs) That's when Willow gets an email from Malcolm. I'm thinking of you. He's sweet. See? Yeah, Buffy thinks he's a real sweetie, but the whole online thing? how much does willow even know about him willow says she knew buffy wouldn't understand and buffy assures willow she just wants to make sure she's being careful during this exchange the web camera hooked up to the computer because it's 1997 and your web cameras were these big external ones starts zooming (sighs) in on willow and buffy's conversation moloch watching and listening once buffy has been identified see okay merrick was right all the way back in the movie, all the way back in when Buffy was a slayer in L.A., you never
1: let the demons, vampires, whatever, learn your yep, name. Exactly. But to be fair, to be fair, the uh, in this case, it scanned her photo. It scanned, it took the picture because the webcam was watching. And what it did was it cycled through all the students in the yearbook until it got to Buffy. So I don't think, it wasn't just, it wasn't just her name. That's this true. was taking her picture and Using it to look through all the students at the school.
0: So Moloch originated facial recognition.
1: Basically, yes. That's actually that's actually a good point. Yes, because then it after that, then it brought up her her school record. Yes. By her picture.
0: So we're gonna talk about that. Because Moloch taps into the school's computer to show her file and I owe Dylan an apology. I have been telling them over and over again that there was no disparity in Buffy's birthday. It
1: was only this sh- changeover from the movie to the show. Yep, yep. You owe them an apology. He- oh, they're gonna be—they're gonna be so so smug, Mary.
0: So smug. I'm gonna hear about it like the entire next episode.
1: Dylan is going to be insufferable when you tell them that. Yes, I'm
0: going to have to allow Dylan to award themselves as many points as they see fit, because here (sighs) is the disparity. Her file lists October 24th, 1980 as her birth date, which is different from the January 19th, 1981 that we know to be her official birth date, and different from the birth date we see in the very next scene when Moloch sends her files to Fritz. That one listing her birthday as May 6th, 1979. Yes. I am sorry. Dylan was correct. There is a disparity in her birthday and Dylan may now award themselves however many points they see fit.
1: Oh, you're not going to live that down. I'm never going to live this down.
0: But also, the first file shows her to be a sophomore while the second shows her to be a senior. So someone who was supposed to be looking at these things really
1: wasn't on it. Yeah. One of the things that I did like about her file, though, is at that point, she only had one absence. I
0: have a note on that. I'm like, just one absence? I find that really hard to believe. like,
1: I was so surprised that she only had one absence.
0: Right? Good right? I feel there's more <laughs> than one absence. Although, I don't know. Maybe she goes to school and then leaves like she's done on several episodes, so it's not technically an absence. She just cuts a whole yeah. bunch of classes. But
1: there's only one day that she didn't show up at all. Good job, Buffy. Good job, Buffy. We're proud of you. It's It's a small win, but we'll take Anyway, Moloch tells Fritz to watch her.
0: Willow is telling Buffy everything she knows about her online crush. His name is Malcolm Black. He's 18. He lives in Elmwood, which is apparently 80 miles from Sunnydale. And most importantly, he
1: likes her. Oh.
0: Baby. I know. Just Willow, poor angel. But again, Buffy asks about looks. Is he tall, short, skinny, fat? Willow doesn't understand why looks are important. And Buffy tells her, well, they could get really intense and then he could turn out to have a hairy back. (laughs) Willow doesn't think he talks like someone with a hairy back. (laughs) I just, I love that. He doesn't talk like someone with a hair. Willie, what does someone with a it's hair? So,
1: it's That's so cute. Like, it's just, Willow is so sweet. and We love her. He doesn't talk like someone who has a hairy
0: back. And then that reminds me of the Pizza Hut commercial that I think aired about this same time when they started doing buffalo wings.
1: Oh. And then the little kid is like, my dad's back is hairy like a buffalo. <laughs> oh, oh my God, I forgot about that commercial. Right. <laughs> were such a special time oh my god oh we could just do a whole episode on 90s weirdness just random commercials oh we really i'm gonna have to like start referencing some more of them like when they (laughs) relate to stuff because today i don't think the youth of today understands just how
0: special a time the 90s were
1: it was a wild untamed wilderness so much happened you had the noid Oh. Which the Noid is back.
0: Yes, I saw that the Noid is back.
1: Oh my God.
0: (laughs) Uh, Where am I? I was just talking to someone with a hairy back. Nor does she (laughs) think looks should matter. Not when you really like someone. It's possible she's not his ideal either. So in the original script, Willow actually says, maybe she's not his idea of babelitude. And I'm pretty sure they cut that because that's a really weird word to say.
1: Yeah. It is a very, it does sound like a very California word. Yeah. But it's just very awkward. It's very, very awkward. Like, Babylicious should come out next. Yes. Oh, Babelicious. Buffy says she's just
0: trying to make sure that he's good enough for her. Jenny no. gets up from her desk and goes to Fritz, asking about the large number of computer hours he and Dave seem to be logging. Fritz says it's a new project. Jenny asks if she'll like it. And he responds with, you'll die. <gasps> In this school? I don't trust that response.
1: <sighs> Not at all. Oh, Fritz, you need to bring it down a little bit. Fritz is, he's up here. We need I him mean, to come down here. you're at a 100 and you need to bring it down to about a five.
0: Pretty much <laughs> outside in the courtyard, a kid looks at his very ancient oh laptop. <laughs> that laptop. I tried to figure out what laptop it was, but there were like two or three who that looked kind of like that. Yeah, so I couldn't figure out exactly what one it was. It was oh probably an IBM. Most nineties laptops were IBMs. It looked like an IBM.
1: Just yeah, but, but I the was weird like, flip oh. screen and, and yes, I I remember those. Yeah, you had to have money to have yeah. A laptop like that at all. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and I mean, I guess in Southern California. they I mean, did. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He probably like, did. Sunnydale
0: is not a... Sunnydale's a pretty affluent place. Yeah. Uh, so he's very confused as to why his paper is different, <laughs> because he definitely did not write a paper on how Nazi Germany was a model society. <laughs> oh, but this his... Poor
1: kid. That kid, like his expressions there and his confusion, like, and I love moments like that where somebody would just be reading something and you, they wouldn't need to say it out loud. But that whole thing where he's like, what the hell? This isn't my report. What is going on here? I love it. I, I love a lot of the like little background I, things yes, we're going to see in this episode. Yeah, I made a note of that. Like, I like how you find out things are going crazy yeah and nobody seems like the main characters don't actually seem to notice yeah I think they're just used to weird things happening that this isn't weird enough for them
0: that's true oblivious to the chaos beginning to unfold Willow comes down the steps only to have Xander come up behind her and pull the guess who she guesses Xander which is right but he tells her to guess again anyway aww She again guesses Xander, who then asks if she's going to the bronze that night. No, not her. She's going to call it an early night. Right. Malcolm, he heard. But he wants Willow to know she's going to be missing out, as he promises to be witty by making fun of all the people who won't talk to him. That sounds like my plan. I know. I know. That's how... We would be more more sitting in the corner judging people. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like the same level.
1: Well, it's kind of funny because... That whole line with Xander resonates because I had a group of friends in high school where we would just end up doing the exact same thing, hanging out in the hallway, just making fun of the people that made fun of us. Like it was a very relatable moment. Yeah,
0: it was very much so. Very much so. (laughs) She tells him to have fun and leaves. A moment later, Buffy comes up and remarks on how perky Willow looks. She does. She looks very perky, rosy cheeks, spring in her step. Xander doesn't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> he then asks Buffy if she's coming to the bronze before immediately stopping himself. No, she probably has something important to do, like slaying vampires. Everyone abandons him. I would have gone to the small child nightclub with Xander.
1: I am jealous that I didn't have a small child nightclub to go to. Right? We apparently missed out. I know that's a theme of this show about the small child nightclub, but I will forever be jealous. I am. I am super jealous. I did not have a sketchy small child. I mean, my mother would have no way let
0: me go to a sketchy small child nightclub on a Wednesday night. But I would have wanted to go in college. Convincing my mom and my grandmother to let me go to Alchemy on Thursday nights was a stretch. <laughs> So being a high school sophomore, as Dylan said in our first episode, being like, bye-bye, mama, I'm (laughs) off to the nightclub. Especially- That would have never
1: happened. Especially when you're Buffy, who has had a history of getting in trouble. Right? If I was Joyce, Buffy would be under lock and key all the time. Pretty
0: much. Or I'd want to know, like, where
1: you're going, who you're going to be with. Exactly.
0: In Willow's, I will find an excuse to call you there. Oh
1: yeah, you better be at Willow's.
0: Oh yeah, Buffy amused points out Xander is jealous that Willow has a thing and so he's the one left hanging. Okay, maybe a little, but is Buffy not wigged about this whole Malcolm thing? About how he could be anyone? Yeah, he says he's a high school student, but is he? If Xander went into the elderly Dutch woman chat room and said he was an elderly Dutch woman... Everyone would believe him. I love that that's the go to. (laughs) But if I went to the elderly (laughs) Dutch (laughs) woman, like Xander just finds the most ridiculous like thing ever and goes with it and now I want to go to the elderly Dutch woman chat room I would love
1: (laughs) to hear the uh to be in the writer's room at that point when they're trying to make up the most ridiculous kind of chat room right oh I wonder what some of the rejected ideas were yeah like that would just must have like okay now today is time for the brainstorming of what kind of chat room Xander could try to come up with to sound ridiculous
0: yes oh now I'm sad I don't know like what the rejected ideas were. I want to know.
1: Was there an elderly Dutch woman chat room on AOL at that time? Oh, God. How do I find that out? Oh, because there were so many ridiculous chat rooms on AOL. Yeah, I feel like there had to have
0: been because AOL had everything. (laughs) AOL could be like, I am a purple dragon with teal eyes and one broken wing. And there was a chat room for that.
1: No, orbs, teal orbs. It was orbs in AOL chat rooms.
0: Oh, everything was orbs.
1: Digits.
0: Even today, it's still <sighs> like role playing on Tumblr. When somebody writes orbs, I just, I can't. It sends
1: you right back. It just sends you back.
0: It does. It does. It sends me back to the 90s and all of us trying to sound so super impressive <sighs> when we wrote. And like, I'm going to sound like I'm writing this masterpiece because I will use words like vermilion oh, and God. orbs. And now you're just like, oh my God, I sounded like a douchebag.
1: The prose was <sighs> so purple not even royalty would wear it yeah pretty much
0: he has a point this guy could be anyone he could be a circus freak what if willow meets him in real life and then is horribly murdered by a circus freak no no xander's just making them paranoid everything is fine willow is fine from there we go back to the computer lab where fritz is sitting in front of the computer repeating the phrase. I'm jacked in while carving an M into his arm. uh, Fritz is now like, he did not go down. He did not, he went up. He's now at like 120.
1: No, that's like 500. It's, it's, once you get to carving in your skin, that's there, you can't even be on the chart. Yeah, no, Fritz.
0: The next day, Buffy is in the locker room either getting ready for gym or changing right after gym. Either way, she's getting dressed. Willow rushes in and says she overslept till fifth period. Buffy asks, if she was up chatting with Malcolm, and Willow says yes, something Buffy pretty accurately identifies as not healthy. She tells Willow this isn't like her, and Willow gets defensive, saying, What? That it's not like her to have a boyfriend? Guys don't chase her the way they do, Buffy, so what if she blew off a few classes? Oh. Huh. Blew off? Buffy thought she said she overslept (laughs) and maybe before Willow gets overly obsessed with this guy, she should meet him in real life, preferably in the daylight and a crowded area with friends. Willow says Malcolm said Buffy wouldn't understand. And Buffy says Malcolm was right. She doesn't. I guess she was getting ready for Jim because in the next scene, Buffy's in the computer lab in an entirely different outfit. (laughs) She goes over to Dave and due to how intensely he was working on the computer, startles him. Once she has his intention, she asks if there's a way to figure out who sent an email. Well, he says she could pull up the user's profile, but as they write the profiles themselves, that's not exactly what she's looking for. She wants to know if there's a way to tell the exact computer an email came from. He says it's a challenge, but he could probably probably do it. Oh good, cuz Willow has this boyfriend and Dave tells Buffy to leave Willow alone. <sighs> that the thing between Willow and Malcolm is none of Buffy's business. Of course, this leads Buffy to question whether he is Malcolm. He says he's not, but something about his demeanor wings bu- wigs Buffy clearly she has
1: more work to do.
0: So do you know who plays Dave?
1: No, I didn't actually look that up. I thought he looked familiar, though.
0: It is Chad Lindbergh, who will go on to be Ash.
1: Oh! Yes! Okay. Yeah! So he goes
0: on to be Ash on Supernatural, who yes. is another character known for being good with computers.
1: Yes, yeah. No, I I didn't even do my homework this time. So look, you get to surprise me on something.
0: I did! I'm very excited. I thought you <laughs> (laughs) sure especially having been into supernatural i know you were going to uh
1: identify that one it's been it's been so long for supernatural too so (laughs) it has
0: as she leaves we see fritz glaring intensely at her heading to the library buffy tells giles that something is not normal and it's not just willow but dave and fritz they're all being hella jumpy. giles replies that they were never really a shiny beacon of normality to begin with
1: rude giles
0: <laughs> i mean he's not wrong
1: no no fritz was fritz was over the top even before all I of mean, this dave
0: seemed nice enough
1: dave did yeah he seemed sweet but, but yeah no fritz he was he just seemed dave seemed just like your typical awkward computer nerd
0: yeah he also doesn't know what to tell her computers are both not his forte and fill him with childlike terror <laughs> now if it was a nice ogre maybe she could tail dave though buffy dismisses the idea in the next scene we see her <laughs> doing just that I love trench like, coat. What, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What should I do? Get a dark trench coat and sunglasses? Well, that's exactly what that's she exactly does. That's exactly what she does. And she looks cool doing it. She looks fantastic. Dave climbs into the driver's seat of his car and Buffy watches wearing her dark trench coat and sunglasses. He ends up at a tech company that appears to be called CRD. Dave talks to a scientist in a white coat as they inspect some boxes before heading inside. One of the security cameras along the perimeter catch Buffy lurking, sending the image back to Fritz, who says they're too close, and asks what they should do. Two words appear on the screen. Kill her. To which Fritz responds, party.
1: What? What? Oh my god.
0: <laughs> what even is that response?
1: I don't even have words. Like, I get that Fritz is under the influence of a demon. Like, it's just the word party. party. Like, if they had
0: had him have, like, a maniacal smile or something, I would have been okay with that. But it's the random, like, party. Party. I'm just like, the fuck? The fuck, I don't Fritz. know. There's just... <sighs> yeah that one's weird anyway so there's a teeny tiny scene that originally went between the last scene and the one coming up and it's Miss Calendar sitting at her computer and her face lighting up with revelation as she says oh yes and I'm guessing this either got cut for time because that's literally all the scene was or because they wanted to save the idea that she knew what was going on yeah yeah because that was a great revelation yeah Yeah. so I think they were like oh no we want this I I personally think it's probably the like they were like oh no this reads a lot better if you don't know until she's talking to Giles at the end.
1: Yeah, the way the way that that scene plays out later is, is
0: just great. So the next morning, Buffy is in the library with Xander and Giles, telling them what she found out about Dave. Though she's identified the company as CRD, she wasn't able to get close enough to tell what exactly they did or what it stood for. Calix Research and Development. It's a computer lab and it was the third largest employer in Sunnydale until it closed down the year before. Giles and Buffy are stunned that Xander <laughs> knows this, which leads him to get a little defensive. He knows Stuff Plus, his uncle used to work there in the floor sweeping capacity. Fun fact, this is the first mention of Xander's uncle Rory. Yep. Who we will hear about and eventually see several more times during the run of the show. Okay, but didn't he say it was closed? From what Buffy saw, it looked pretty active. Xander wonders what they would need Dave for, and Buffy surmises it has something to do with computers. Because, <laughs> duh. Giles says they don't know everything yet, and it's possible what is going on there is entirely on- the up and up. No. Xander says if Calyx reopened, it would have been on the news. Besides, Buffy knows something is wrong. Her spider sense is tingling. (laughs) (laughs) Spider sense is tingling, of course, refers to one of the superpowers Peter Parker has
1: and uses in his role as Spider-Man. I love that she used that. I do too. Like it just goes to show that even though comics you know are a nerd thing even Buffy knows the reference of spider senses tingling.
0: So the funny thing is I mean yeah Buffy here is presented much more as like or before she became the Slayer is presented much more as the girl who was the popular cheerleader or fashionista type girl. But in the Boom Comics reboot which I will dedicate a whole episode to somewhere down the road because there is a lot that goes on with that. Mm-hmm. You actually have a scene of Buffy supposed to be studying and she's got a comic book in her. Yeah. So Buffy does read comics, at least in in the modern day reboot, which I'm gonna plug only because people should read it because they're dealing with the multiverse because apparently the one that comes out this week, I'm so excited. I'm probably going to go to the comic book store on Wednesday because I can't wait. The reboot people fall into the 90s timeline during Band Candy.
1: Oh my God. Okay, I have to, I'm going to have to check that out because you know how I feel about Band Candy.
0: So we do have it confirmed that it's not a reboot as a reboot that literally the, the Buffy taking place in modern day and all the changes that go on in the Boom Comics is a different universe. It is part of the mm-hmm. multiverse, and that the '90s version of Buffy still exists. Oh, that's cool! So I am so excited. Oh, yes, that's awesome. Everyone, I'm mean, going we'll to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm going I'm to dedicate a whole episode to the Boom Comics because, especially now that they've introduced the multiverse, it's just really cool. But yes, yeah, so Buffy, some version of Buffy, is a comic book nerd, and we do see a little bit of that show up here. That's awesome. At Giles' confused look, Buffy responds with. Pop culture reference. Sorry. If only Giles <laughs> listened to the show, he would know these things because I explain these pop culture references. Exactly. So Giles, Giles should be listening to podcasts. Yes. Short of breaking in, Giles doesn't know what they can do about it. Breaking in, that sounds great to Buffy. <laughs> As Xander adds, he's free that night. <laughs> you want to do crime? Sure, that's something you and I would do. I know. Like, I have, Froggy, I have to go break into something. Okay. Okay. Like I'm free.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. I mean, have how many times have I sent you things like, oh, the 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 natural history museum? Get excited! We're yeah. gonna do crime.
0: Get excited! We're doing crime. <laughs> Giles is about to remind them that he did not advocate this. <laughs> <laughs> when Jenny enters saying she wanted to check his new database as she is sure he hasn't touched it. No no he has not because he is still cleaning up the chaos she left behind. Okay so remember what I said about the script being unedited. Yes. Jenny is still referred to as Nikki. Nikki. In yep. version. Oh that's
1: cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah so Nikki was the name originally given to the character until they thought it might cause too much on set confusion with Nicholas Brendan because all the cast and his friends called him Nikki. So the character's name was then changed to Jenny. But as this is the original version of the script, the character is still written as Nikki.
1: Yeah, because she's only called uh, Miss Calendar, that calendar woman in this episode. They don't actually say her yeah. first name.
0: Yeah, it takes a couple of pages into the script to even identify her as Nikki. Mm-hmm. So, but yes, Jenny is surprised to see Buffy and Xander in the library again and says they must really dig it. Buffy nods with a, we're literate, while Xander <laughs> replies, to remix our speaking English good.
1: Good. It's such a classic Xander line. It's just, and he he gets a gold star for trying. I mean, he tried to think on his feet. He did, and it just did not work out well.
0: <laughs> Buffy drags him away, getting on him for his
1: ridiculous answer. <laughs> I love yeah, I love that the I love that she's dragging <laughs> him out.
0: <laughs> she's like, just like, really
1: making good. <laughs> what? The- <laughs>
0: What is wrong with you?
1: Like, and you could just tell. Like, you could just tell. Like, he just panicked. <laughs> oh my god, he panicked so much. Dial
0: says they will finish their conversation later. Nah coffee thinks they talked enough. <laughs> okay. In the computer lab, Willow is chatting with Malcolm in a chat room that's labeled at chat.sunnydale.edu. Um, um the chat Willow is using is internal to Sunnydale High, is internal to the Sunnydale High login system, wouldn't one assume Malcolm is a Sunnydale student? Yeah. Only one of the first things Willow said was that Malcolm didn't go there. Yeah. I mean, okay, we all know that Malcolm is true Moloch.
1: Yeah. But
0: but Willow if it's an internal should have yeah. So Willow should have either found this highly suspicious. Yeah. Or they should have had him meet her on like AOL or Yahoo chat or should have found some other name for this chat room. Yeah. Have it be the school's chat room.
1: Yeah. Or it was just an oversight by... Well, yeah, it's probably done by the same person who gave like Buffy two different birth dates. Yeah. Yeah. Because if it's an internal chat, it's kind of like when your work has an internal yeah, chat. Yeah, like nobody on the outside.
0: Yeah, it makes be- sense. But yeah, someone outside of it shouldn't be able to access it. Of course, the whole setup for this chat is weird. There's no screen names. Just oh, yeah, it just initials. has M
1: and W and... And
0: then Everything they type is automatically put into quotation marks. Yeah and I, I know. I know I am
1: like oh suspend your in this.
0: <laughs> but even in the 90s, this is not what chat
1: rooms look like. No no you'd have it should have some like weird name with a long string of numbers and there should have been like the bar at the bottom that you type into. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's like separate from the re- this is I mean this is literally just a word document that they were using as a yeah. chat room. yeah <laughs> yeah Quite
1: still. They were just, yeah, that's what they were doing. They were just filming somebody typing into Word.
0: (laughs) Willow tells Malcolm that Buffy and the others just don't understand. They don't get how comfortable he can make her feel and that she thinks they should meet. He will, he tells her, soon. He also tells her not to worry about Buffy as she's trouble. That's why she got kicked out of her old school. When Willow asks how Malcolm knows that, he says it was on her permanent record. This starts alarm bells in Willow's head. and more than a little wigged out, she says she needs to sign off. Malcolm says don't right before she types by and turns off the computer. I'm pretty sure she actually just turns off the monitor.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It just, yeah. It looked like the monitor. <laughs> It
0: means that the chat is still just sitting there, but okay. <laughs> uh, back in the library, Jenny tells Giles he's a snob. Giles disagrees and says he's no such thing, but she's not letting up. He's a snob, a big one, who believes that all knowledge should be kept in little repositories where only a handful of white guys can get at it. And while I do love my books, and I refuse to use an e-reader because okay. I love my books. okay,
1: Jenny, stick it to the old white dudes. <clears throat> I... Okay, so I have in my notes here that this scene reminded me of the two of us arguing about (laughs) e readers.
0: No, no, no! The scene at the end is the two of us. Well, well, no, but there. just,
1: but just like it, it just reminded me of us. Like.
0: like I'm so torn in this scene because I'm like Giles is right, books are better, but Jenny is sticking it to the patriarchy. So <laughs> it's one of those
1: scenes where they, it's it's one of those things where they both have good points. They do like they certain have like points. Yeah, like the knowledge should be out there for everybody. Yeah. But Yeah, I get it. I get it. But no, yeah, like you're right. Like, and it was a very, very feminist moment. Like, white men, (laughs) white men, stick it to them.
0: Old white men hoarding all the knowledge. I, I just, I, I, love I love it. Of which Giles is
1: one. <laughs> yeah. Poor Giles, he just can't yeah. win right now. No, we love him though,
0: especially when you like take into account what we're going to learn about Jenny later. Yeah, because that means Jenny is not only female, but she is a female from a highly underrepresented group. Yeah, yeah. So she has just Giles is just Giles is the evil white man in this in this conversation oh, yeah. right now, and he
1: just doesn't. He just. Doesn't doesn't know how deep into it he is. No, forever. For Giles, forever clueless. Yep. Oh. Uh, Giles
0: tells her that is not what he believes at all. That he just refuses to succumb to the idea that just because something is new, it's better. Jenny reminds him that computers aren't a fad; that they are the future of society and communication. But Giles isn't buying it. After all, there's a lot more to be learned from books than her web pages, is there? Because the book she picks up looks pretty empty to her. What is it? A diary of some sort? Fancy. Diary. One of the, it's totally a diary. Giles writes down his most intimate feelings. That blasted calendar woman <laughs> came into the library again. I do not like her yet. Sometimes when she's there, I have butterflies in my heart. She's she's very lovely, but blessed, blessed love all. <laughs> Blast it all. I need Giles' diary. I, not like his, I, just, I just need Giles' diary now. Um, shocked that one of the books would be empty, Giles goes over to see, telling her that he still hasn't gotten a chance to sort through all the volumes yet as he closes it and sees moloch on the cover a worried expression comes over his face see giles looked at the cover
1: oh no see you can judge that book by its cover
0: you can definitely judge this book by its cover this this is not good now distracted he heads for his office saying it was nice chatting with jenny when she responds they were fighting he tells her yes lovely they must do it again sometime Now it's her who's worried. Outside the chaos continues as the school nurse tells someone who I'm assuming is the elusive vice principal. (laughs) that There was nothing in a student's file about being allergic to penicillin. Damn. Moloch is not playing around.
1: I, again, this goes back to like, I love how everything is just going crazy and you get to see what he's doing.
0: Buffy is walking across the courtyard when Dave approaches her. He apologizes for the weirdness the day before and tells Buffy that Willow was looking for her, which is good because Buffy needs to talk to her. He tells her that Willow said she'd be in the girl's locker room. I don't know about you, but this seems like a not safe situation to me. In the obviously empty and dark locker room, Buffy wanders around looking for Willow, while Fritz, in another part of the girl's locker room, turns on the shower. See? Told you, not safe. Nope, nope, nope. Hearing the shower noises, Buffy wonders if Willow isn't taking a shower and heads in that direction. She sees the empty shower with water running, but fails to notice the electrical wires lying right inside the entrance. Remarking that this is how droughts get started. <laughs> to turn it off
1: I love that it's such a California thing like
0: it is (laughs) <laughs> it is. It's very much like forever being concerned about droughts and like because Panda's told me a little bit about growing up in California and like the days you could run your sprinklers and yeah. when you couldn't run your sprinklers. So like yes, very much. It's the, just like, such just a it's such droughts. a good
1: acknowledgement that we are in Southern California. We do have a problem with water conservation. And there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah, she has to turn it off. The water creeping ever closer to the exposed wire. Right as the water is reaching them, Dave appears yelling for Buffy to get out now. She does so, leaping from the shower right as the sparks begin and lands on the other side of the bench, her shoes smoking. Dave, clearly upset over having just aided and abetted in murder, (sighs) goes to the darkened darkened computer lab. Turning on one of the computers, he begins yelling that he can't do it anymore. He doesn't want to do it. And that Buffy isn't a threat to Moloch. Moloch reminds him that the project is almost complete and that he promised he'll never have to do it again. He also tells Dave that he showed him a new world. World. At which point, I begin humming a whole, a new, whole world new world. For Aladdin, yep, and same I now there. need a manip of Mohawk and Dave <laughs> flying around <laughs> on the on magic, magic carpet. carpet. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I can't. I cannot get that image out of my head for like twenty you, minutes. It was the all best you thing ever.
1: All you need is just their faces on Aladdin and Jasmine's bodies. That like oh. we don't. Need, it doesn't even need to be a good one. Like pretty
0: much. Pretty much. I think can I'm. Just I eat? think I have
1: something for Mr. Frog to do.
0: Yay. Yes. Get Mr. Frog to make me an, an image, and we'll put it up on the so Insta Dave, and the Facebook. Dave will be on.
1: Dave will be on Aladdin, and Moloch will be on Jasmine.
0: And then we can we can credit his. <laughs> <laughs> his Insta account and then people can go yep. see the wonderful and cool things he does. Yep, there we go. When Dave persists Moloch pulls a word document up on the screen beginning to type in a suicide note. Aww. Dave begins backing away from the computer not realizing Fritz is in the corner. This is what we talked about earlier like season one really was dark. This is dark, yeah. Yeah, we go from cannibalism and attempted sexual assault in the pack to fake suicides in I, Robot, Eugene. Um, Though looking back in my teenage days neither of these episodes really struck me as dark and i know we talked a little bit about that in the past and yeah we can talk about it a little bit here like it's only looking back on them as an adult that i yeah. kind of realize how intense H- yeah this exactly was.
1: exactly yeah because like when we get to the scene and then when you know he's found like it's just dark it really is like
0: yeah And I mean, I don't know if this didn't strike me as dark at the time because, like, one of my favorite movies was and still is Heather's, which is all about fake suicide.
1: Yeah. Or it's just, I mean, when you're 14 and watching the show, you're you're, you're concentrated on like. This is more of a staged suicide. Yeah. um Poor Dave. Yeah, it's
0: true. Stage suicides, but not fake suicides. Like no yeah. one's like faking their death. They're stage yeah. suicides, like both yeah. in Heather's and in this. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's like super super dark because I, I mean it's, it's just a super dark. It, it is. I mean, it is like suicide is not a light
1: subject. No.
0: And the fact that it's just out there, like they're gonna make it look like this kid killed himself, is, is because he couldn't just ha- outright killing him.
1: Yeah. Is
0: is horrific.
1: Yeah. That's and that's what I thought when I was when I was doing my my rewatch for the notes like that. Yeah, that is it's dark that they went to a stage suicide instead of just, again, killing him.
0: Yeah, because like you you see Moloch kill people like no problem. But the fact that they're going to go to this length for Dave is. And
1: Fritz, Fritz had no problem setting it up. So why didn't they just have Fritz kill him instead of setting it up like that? Like, it's so sad. It's really sad.
0: And it's it's really it's really dark. I mean, this whole thing we talked about, this whole season has a lot of
1: very dark and very realistically dark. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, and the whole like, like the whole like like, this show is not playing around. No, no. And and that again, like usually a lot of shows will wait a few seasons before really hitting in the dark. But this show wanted you to know that it wasn't going to be light and fluffy.
0: Yeah, a lot of people talk about like how season six is the darkest season because Buffy comes back and she has the depression and then there's, you know what happens to Tara yeah. and Willow and seeing red which I do not want to talk about till we get there yeah but I would say this season pretty much
1: rivals it I think with I think with a lot of people like by the time you get to season six I think you forget just how dark season one is because you go through so much like to go yeah. back and watch season one freshly and especially
0: because season four and season five are so humorously balanced yeah, yeah. that yeah I think i think and i think a lot of people just forget about season one in general i mean they know it's there they watch it but i've seen so many people say they don't like season one and i i personally don't understand that
1: yeah no see, re, I re-watching love season. It, one. re-watching it re it because you know I'm, I'm re-watching it with mr frog Rewatching it gives me a new appreciation for season one and just what they did and how they pushed the envelope yeah i will defend season one i will i'm here with you and there's so many, there's so many classic episodes in the first season. Yeah, and so many classic lines. Yeah, like, you, like a lot of the classic lines are in the first, first season, first two seasons.
0: Yeah. Oh, season two is... Season two is so iconic. Yeah. From there, we go to the library where Xander declares he's going to kill Dave. Well, Xander, something (sighs) gives me the feeling you're a little late for that. Xander asks Giles if Buffy's going to be okay. Giles says she was only grounded for a moment. He does mention, though, had she been anyone but the Slayer, the results could have been very different. Buffy then asks the vitally important question of, how's my hair? She's (laughs) so cute in this scene. (laughs) She's adorable. And truth be told it's it's looking a bit more fried than it did when she first escaped the shower. Xander assures her it's great. Giles agrees and Buffy ponders what could make Dave do something like that. Giles says he might have an idea and gets up to get the book that once contained Moloch. He explains how Moloch is a deadly and seductive demon, gathering followers by promising them love and power. When Buffy asks if Moloch is still inside the book, Giles shows her the blank pages. Buffy and Xander immediately get on Giles for releasing the demon. <laughs>
1: That's my favorite thing. They're like, "Good job, Giles. good job, Giles." <laughs> like Giles would do something like that intentionally, right? Do and not that gonna... in front of the
0: books. Yeah, Giles knows better. Giles <laughs> is probably the only person here who knows better. Yeah, uh, but he said, and he says he-, he didn't do it. It was the dreadful calendar a- woman. <laughs> Aw, that's so rude. <laughs> when they found it, it was already blank. Okay, so how then is a giant ass demon with horns walking around Sunnydale without people noticing? And why didn't he just kill Buffy himself? Buffy then asks where the book was and Giles mentions that it was with the others to be scammed. It's then they all come to the same conclusion as they look towards one of the computers still on the table. Moloch has been released into the internet. They talk of how to get rid of him and Giles suggests deleting Willow's file. It may be futile, but it's an option and right now it's the best one they've got. However, when Buffy goes to do just that, the file refuses to delete and a pixelated image of Moloch appears warning them <laughs> to stay away from Willow. Well, well, now they
1: know what Malcolm looks like. <laughs> oh, this was about the point where I realized how appropriate it was that I was scanning photos. <laughs> I'm watching an episode that took place in the school where they're scanning boys.
0: You were scanning ghosts onto the internet while there was I a was demon on the internet. I was scanning
1: ghosts. Yes, I'm sorry. It's all my
0: fault. So Buffy's last lines in this scene were originally a little different. After the computer goes blank and Buffy reflects on how it and how that is the same thing Dave said to her, Xander asks her what she's thinking. To which she replies, i wishing Willow's new boyfriend was just an axe murdering circus freak. Aww. <laughs> kind of like, that a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because no matter how bad they thought it was going to be, it's not as bad as it's, it actually is. <laughs> yeah, it's bad.
0: Realizing they can't delete the file, Xander asks just how much damage can be done if he's stuck inside the internet. Well, he could mess up all the medical equipment in the world, randomize traffic signals, access nuclear codes, create financial issues. After Giles suggests the last one, Buffy tells him she pretty much topped it with the access nuclear code things. Xander gets it. He's a threat. And he's in. Entirely on board. So how do they stop him? Buffy is not entirely sure, but she does know one thing. They need to find Willow and figure out what Moloch wants with her. Walking into the computer room, Buffy looks around to see if Willow is in there when all the computers turn on at once. A bit freaked out, she turns and backs Aww. away, backing right into Dave's body
1: hanging <sighs> from the ceiling.
0: How did she not see that when she walked in?
1: Dramatic tension. That's no, the only I, I, mean, I could I say. Plot, plot it's nothing,
0: but like I feel like that's something you would have noticed. Yeah. Also, here is yet another tragedy. The students of Sunnydale have had a cure. One of their classmates supposedly hanging themselves on school property.
1: Another body found in the school and not a counselor to to be found. I was going
0: to say, is it too late to make a web series about the school counselor?
1: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is such a great idea. I think we need one. You know what? That would be great. Let's put a pin in
0: that. Yeah, yeah. We need a web series about the school counselor.
1: Yeah. Because I think we need one. Let's, let's, we'll we'll workshop this. Yes. Back
0: in the library, Xander is attempting to call Willow with no luck. There's no answer and the phone isn't busy, so she's not online. And this is what we talked about. Exactly. Yeah. Earlier. So yeah. So they they know her phone line isn't being taken up by the internet. Uh, So nice. It's like the days when you had to arrange your internet time around when other people wanted to use the phone. Yep. Yep. Buffy returns and off her look, he and Giles ask what's wrong. Is it Willow? No, it's Dave. He's dead. And though it looks like suicide, both Buffy and Xander know it's not. Whatever happened, it happened with a little help from my friend which is a reference to the Beatles song of the same name which was released as part of their 1967 album Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band written by John Lennon and Paul McCartney it is actually sung by Ringo Starr yep and fun fact uh, aside from Buffy and Star Wars the Beatles is the other thing I most associate with high school as two of my friends back then were absolutely (laughs) obsessed with the Beatles and quite possibly still are (laughs) Buffy, Star Wars, and the Beatles were like the trifecta of my high school experience. Well, you had to throw Sailor Moon in there too. Oh yeah. Buffy guesses the main friend involved is friends. She says she and Xander will go to Willow's while Giles tries to figure out how to get Moloch out of the internet. When he says he has no idea how the rituals of old, the ones written for Demons of the Flesh, would even translate into this new problem, Buffy tells him to ask Miss Calendar. Or not, he just needs to come up with a solution. <laughs> Willow arrives home and calls out to her parents before heading up to her room. And just how cute is her room? Oh, it's so cute. She's got a microscope on the desk next to her computer, a keyboard on the bed, yep. uh, which is great because that is not a random thing. In the next episode, and we'll talk about this more, obviously, yep. when we get there, it's referenced that Willow plays piano.
1: Exactly. Yep. So that's cute so that I she love- has her own little keyboard.
0: Yeah. And I just I love that that that's there and that's going to connect. Yeah. I love it. Yep. And she's got some Sunnydale razorback pennants on the wall, along with what looks like a cork board filled with various things. She's got this cool looking poster, not to mention the ribbons. Ribbons and trophies are scattered all over her room, Uh, most likely for her academic achievements. Yep. Her computer informs her that she has mail and she walks over, which lets us see that right next to her computer is a picture of her and Xander. Aww. She opens the message and it's from Malcolm. No more waiting. I need you to see me. Still waked about earlier, she closes it, only to have another new message pop up. She's debating whether to even open that one when the doorbell rings. Heading back downstairs, she asks if her dad forgot his keys again, before opening the door to reveal, no one, there's no one there. She steps out onto the porch to see if she can see anyone, and that's when Fritz grabs her, putting what we can only imagine is a chloroform soaked rag over her mouth. <laughs> no more waiting. Oh, Fritz. Oh my God. Why did you go outside? It's
1: Sunnydale. Why would you? (laughs) There's nobody at the door. You go in, you go back inside, you lock the door.
0: Right? Like, come on. You should know by now not to go outside if there's no one there. Yeah. Uh, Back in the library, Giles is listening to the radio as he looks over various binding rituals. The radio, from what we can tell, is a news report, and it seems to be detailing all the chaos Moloch is causing in the world. Money missing from church accounts, archbishops being arrested for misappropriation of funds... (laughs) Serial killer profiles being wiped from FBI databases uh f- and fun fact about that the voice of the newscaster is none yep. other than the creator himself yep uh, uncredited of course this is the only appearance he will make on the show's seven season run though he will also appear on the spinoff show angel jenny Knox stepping into the office as she says she got his message what's going on that he needed to talk to her so urgently giles struggles for a moment as he tries to figure out just how to tell jenny he needs her help <laughs> after all what he's about to tell her is very unbelievable
1: very weird finally he,
0: finally he manages to find his words and tell her there's a demon on the internet to which she responds i know i love that i love that so much and i am glad that they kind of like took out that earlier scene and saved it for this moment because yeah it it's, plays, just, it's so perfect
1: because you get to be there with giles you get to be in the same place he is where you're like oh who are you now what are you doing? You know? Yeah, it's it's just it's so good.
0: Buffy and Xander arrive to find the door sitting open and nobody there. They see the email still up on the screen and wonder just where Moloch would have wanted to meet Willow. That's when Xander suggests CRD. That has to be Moloch Central, right? They head out, hoping Giles is ready to back them up. And so we're going to be going between CRD and the library a little bit. So if I forget to say where we are, just know that we, we switch back and forth a lot for a few minutes. Yep. Giles asks Jenny how she knows and she says the portents have been there for (laughs) days. power outages the online shutdowns even the bone she's been casting says something isn't right she thinks it might be a mischief demon but giles tells her it's moloch jenny immediately recognizes the name and therefore knows just how bad it is that he's out there shocked by her knowledge giles asks who she is she responds by telling him that she teaches computer science at the local high school Mm -hmm. she does that's not wrong it's not wrong but he says that's not a profession which lends itself to knowledge such as demonology wrong and wrong jenny calls him snobby and asks if he really thinks the mystical is limited to ancient text that big bad science made the magic go away i love that line
1: i love that line so much big bad science made the magic go away yeah and it's it's
0: I was gonna say like that's a common thing, but it's not
1: because
0: more often than not, you have the idea that religion made the magic go away. Yeah, yeah. That, like when Catholicism spread, that's what caused the fairies and everything to like disappear from our yeah. world.
1: This that part that that bit reminds me a little bit of going to be a bigger nerd now. The conversation between Jane and Thor in the first Thor movie when they're talking <laughs> yes. about science and magic, where I thought about. That. It's too, it, it's two similar things you know just because you call one thing science doesn't mean magic doesn't exist just because you call something magic doesn't mean science doesn't exist exactly of course you thought about it too
0: of course i thought about it too i actually thought about it when i was walking tiba the other day <laughs> uh the divine so yeah, they she says can divine, exist yes magic and science can coexist. And we do explore that a little bit in season four. Yeah. With the initiative and the idea of a government experimentation onto demons and kind of sciencing the supernatural. Yeah, yeah. That's a little
1: less on the tech side, but it's definitely more on the science side. Yeah, yeah. So they definitely go back there.
0: She tells him the divine exists in cyberspace the same as in the real world. This prompts him to ask whether she's a witch and she says, no, she doesn't have that kind of power. She's what they call a techno
1: pagan. And
0: oh boy, what? my life goal to be uh, from this point forward to be a techno pagan
1: as soon as as soon as jenny said that line i'm like yes that's what i want to be i want to be a (laughs) techno pagan i can still be a witch but i can also be online
0: (laughs) yes I mean, I loved Darla with all my heart. She was my evil ray of sunshine. But Jenny Calendar was 10,000% who I aspired to be when I grew up. Yep. And I, I do like to think that I achieved some of that. Yes. No, I think, all,
1: I think we're there. Right? We're, we're, you know. Yeah,
0: we've got a bit of Jenny in us.
1: Yes, we do. Except I right. like e-readers and you don't. <laughs>
0: I know. I just, I, I got a little bit of Giles in me too. Like, I pretty, I am pretty secure in Saint. So my friend Jackie and my friend Lucci invented these things that you call your love parents. And you can have four oh, of them. Oh, yes. I love that. Yes. You have four of them that you, and you like grandparents. And they yes. are fictional characters that you feel make you up. Yes. And I, strongly feel that Giles and Jenny, like in some alternate universe would be my parents. Yeah, because... you've told
1: me you've told me about that before. And it's yeah. a great. It's a great yes. thing. It's great theory.
0: Yes. And so Giles and Jenny are definitely on mine because I've got like the techno pagan bit from Jenny. But a Giles is just yeah, I have, yeah. To have a book. There's something about the feel of a book in your hand. And we will talk about this more in a few minutes. when yeah. we get to the end of the episode and Giles spiel about books because that is one of my all time favorite speeches. Yeah. But yes, great. Techno is just the word he needs to hear. (laughs) Declaring Jenny can indeed help him, he gathers up the books and heads for the computers, telling her how Moloch was set loose upon the web after being scanned into one of the computers. Jenny warns him that this is her first attempt at something like this right as the phone rings. It's Buffy. She and Xander are at CRD. She tells Giles that Willow wasn't home, but they suspect she may be inside. Giles says that he and Miss Calendar are working to get Moloch offline and she tells him to hurry. Um, so I don't know if you noticed, but earlier in the episode Buffy was wearing a shirt with a cat. Yes. And then a shirt with a rabbit and then a shirt with a dragon. Yeah. CRD. I R-D. I don't know if the costuming department did that on purpose
1: yes yeah no i did notice that super cute though
0: yeah inside willow is just becoming to come to she's in one of the labs filled with huge blinking computer cabinets and on the far side of the room is a chair like one of those scary laboratories strap you in while we experiment on you chairs i don't know if they have an official name they're just Scary laboratory
1: chairs. Scary gurney, um, maybe.
0: No, but a gurney's flat. Yeah, like a no gurney's gurney. What yeah. she wakes up on. Yeah, like it's like a dentist chair, but with restraint. Yeah. Like it's it's a it's, scary laboratory just, experiment on you chair. It's just a scary chair. Uh, there's a computer with a monitor and Fritz and some lab dude whose name we don't know and probably isn't important. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I don't care. We see the no one cares. No one cares about <laughs> random lab dude. We see the monitor light up as Moloch welcomes his love, telling her how nice it is to see her. Then a hand clamps down on said monitor as moloch now in a robot body finishes with with my
1: own two I. I love the robot voice. The robot voice is so good. Yeah. Like, I like the fact that they went robotic and they didn't try to make him sound normal. Well, we'll get to that. Okay.
0: Said lab dude and Fritz begin escorting Willow towards Moloch as he tells her how nice it is to be out in the world again. How he's seen everything, learned the secrets of her kings, but how nothing compares to having physical form. To be able to touch... Upon which he begins caressing Willow's hair. And... Ooh. And
1: kill. Goodbye,
0: Fritz. Bye, Fritz.
1: I will not miss you. No one will miss you. I miss Dave, I, but... Uh, I do miss Dave, but not Fritz. Not Fritz. Fritz was just too much.
0: Outside, Buffy vaults over the fence. And Xander <laughs> attempts to follow, falling flat on his face.
1: <gasps> oh. <laughs> I just love... <laughs> just the image of Xander and the like... I, I was like, I'm... <laughs> Like him screaming and falling and hitting, and her just standing there watching it. Like it's such a good setup of a scene. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> and
0: I do like the like he's limping a bit
1: as they go in.
0: <laughs> they like- actually
1: play on that, yeah, that he hurt himself. Yeah.
0: <laughs> they make their way to the back doors. Buffy's coat here is adorable. Oh, it's I love it. Print. It's yep. not
1: quite as covetable as the striped tiger
0: one with a hood, but it is still
1: super adorable. Oh, she has so many good coats. I love coats.
0: I know, Coast Fortnite. <laughs> she does. She does. Like Buffy just has like some of the best coats. Yeah.
1: I think that's where my coat obsession came from, I think. I can track it back there.
0: (laughs) I would believe it. Yeah. She kicks down the door and they enter. But what they don't know is that Moloch knows they're on their way. In the library, Jenny lights some candles while telling Giles they have to form a circle. When Giles remarks there's only two of them and therefore they are more of a line, she tells them they need to form a circle inside. And so she's sending out an e-blast or what she calls a flash to her online pagan group. She only hopes enough of them are online to receive it. And that Moloch doesn't figure out what they're doing before the ritual can be complete. Speaking of Moloch, Willow doesn't understand. What does Moloch want from her? He says he wants to give her the world, his way of thanking her for creating him, setting him free from the book. When Willow remarks that lying to someone is a pretty crappy way of thanking them... As is pretending to love them, Moloch tells her that he wasn't pretending. He does love her. Continuing through the halls, Buffy knocks out the security guard as Xander notices one of the monitors show Willow, Moloch, and the random lab dude. A monitor that is conveniently labeled Lab Conveniently. Conveniently. Oh, good. We don't have to search all these labs. I I mean, it's a real time saver. We don't have to bust down every door. We just have to go to the lab, too. (laughs) Yeah. Moloch tells Willow that he can give her the world, that he can give her everything because he knows everything. He tells her that somewhere in Beijing, a man is transferring money to a Swiss bank account because he put a hit out on his mother. Something Moloch feels warrants, so good for him. for him. (laughs) like damn
1: dude Like <laughs> off what did this guy's mother do i know like the- <laughs> that's what i was wondering like he's putting a hit out on his mother i is feel it- like
0: there is some mafia triad level drama going down in beijing and we're missing out on it and i need to know,
1: know. I know. I know. Is now, is does his mom deserve a hit out on her life? Did she do something really bad or? Is the sun just really bad? Like, I need details here. I need to know more about this guy in Beijing putting hit out on his mom.
0: This is where we talk about the law of conversation. Moloch, you can't just drop that there's a hit going on in Beijing and not give us background.
1: I know. I know. It's so rude. It's really, really rude of him. And then he says good for him. So <laughs> is it good for him or is Moloch just. Saying it's good yeah. for
0: him? I need mean, Yeah, like is it good because it's for chaos, or is Moloch like, ah, his mother
1: was a bitch. Good she for deserved him. it. Good for him. We need I to talk have so about many that questions. off like
0: yeah, we do. We need to figure out what's going on there. Yeah. Reaching lab two, Buffy tries to get in, but the door is locked and she can't break it down. It's heavy steel. Xander suggests they try to find another way in just as the lights go down and alarms start blaring. Xander's confused for a second until Buffy sees the camera above their head. The security system is computerized, which means Moloch was prepared. And the CCTV system in the building is called the Watcher Pro.
1: Oh, I didn't notice that. That's awesome.
0: I love it. Oh, back in the library, Jenny's circle is almost complete. And I just I love this the oh so nineties computer graphic. Oh my of god! Earth with the yellow lines connecting the various cities. Yeah, <laughs> um, which are Sunnydale, Mexico City, Denver, Vancouver, and Hawaii. Yeah, no, just just Hawaii, not a specific city, just Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> So it's showing just how the circle is being formed. And I, I will say, while I miss many things about the 90s and, and we sit oh. here and we talk about like how fantastic the 90s were, I the ancient computer tech it no. is not one of them.
1: No, definitely I, not.
0: I, I like my 5 G.
1: I Yeah, yeah. No, I like being able to, the fact that my son is online right now. My husband is online right now. We are online right now. I have it on my phone. It's on my tablet. Like... <laughs> Definitely don't miss the 90s computers. Do
0: not miss 90s computers. I miss 90s TV, 90s music, 90s fashion, 90s tech. mm, Not
1: so much. No, no. We'll take... That can go back.
0: Yes. Giles asks why she can't just go in and give Moloch a computer virus. She tells him he's seen too many movies. (laughs) I love that. I love the, like, just the shade on, like, every hacker movie of the era where it's like, we'll go in and do a computer fight. It's like, no, 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 no.
1: no. That's not it doesn't how work it works. Anyway.
0: A moment later, the circle is complete and she's ready. All she needs now is for him to read and she'll type. Buffy's still trying to get the door open as gas pours down from the system above her and Xander's head. Inside the lab, Willow is begging Moloch to let her leave. But Moloch just keeps repeating that he loves her and she's hit. no. No, she's not. She's not his. And he can't love anyone. For a moment, when she says she'll never be his, Moloch looks a little sad and dejected. Be before sad, Moloch. Yeah, I know. He deserves to be sad. Yeah. But then he straightens back up. Back with Giles and Jenny, the ritual continues. As he passes behind Jenny, he corrects her spelling of K-less with a k with ak not a C. Not a <laughs> uh, so, fun fact: there is oh, a good, good chance. <laughs> Oh, do you want to do this? Can I do it? <laughs> yes. go ahead. Tell us where they got Kalis.
1: So Kalis is a reference to Star Trek The Next Generation because the leader of the Klingons was known as Kalis and it is pronounced the same way. It is just spelled differently in this case.
0: <laughs> I love it. Thank <laughs> you, nerds. <laughs> This is where if Dylan was here, they'd be doing their nerd. nerd. That as soon as every time I go off on a tangent,
1: as soon as I, as soon as I heard Thelonious in the beginning say Kalis, I went right to the Wikipedia to the to Wikipedia see if it was. to see if that's what they were, and yeah, of course, that's what they were going for. <laughs>
0: At CRD, Xander's starting to pass out from the gas, and even is starting to weaken. Moloch grabs a hold of Willow's head, preparing to snap her neck as he tells her he'll miss her. She screams. So we go back to the library, and Giles is still going strong, looking a bit like he's performing Shakespeare. Oh, he, he's-, he's, he's
1: <laughs> Anthony is going for it in this.
0: But this is- this kind of goes back to the the, the witch, yeah. and where Giles is all like, oh, I've never casted before. And I'm like, Giles, you got me he liar. Because he's, he's just- straight on like calling down the mystic forces. Yeah. And here he is doing it again. And I, I love that. I love that we're first seeing a little bit of Giles's history with the adult. Yeah, yeah. And, and just and, Anthony yeah. being his best, like I am a British actor. That's I what, do yeah. everything like I'm Anthony. Shakespeare. Yeah,
1: Anthony is is just going for that whole I perform Shakespeare for breakfast type thing that like he's, he does it so well. Yeah, it's so good. It's just super
0: dramatic. I love everything about it. I just, I do love everything about like the whole Giles and Jenny casting and like the wind going through oh. the library and the candles flickering and Giles is reading dramatically. It's just, it's so, yeah, it's so Yeah, no, great. and I
1: love, I love how you have, again, combining the old rituals with new rituals and having the same outcome.
0: Oh yeah. In the lab, Mulder can feel the binding spell begin to pull at him and he lets go of Willow acting as if he's in pain. Somehow Buffy has made it through the door I don't know. Maybe his hold on things weakened enough that it unlocked, and goes immediately for Moloch, aiming a kick at his chest, and then falling to the ground. Lab <laughs> <Glad>, dude, <laughs> like she's all like, Shut up, bam. <laughs> I just,
1: I love that moment. It's so great because she's doing what she's used to be doing, what she's used to do, but she, she's not, she's expecting not used to him hitting like steel robots. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And um, the lab dude grabs Xander. As she gets to her feet, she sees Moloch still struggling, yelling that no, he won't go back. She grabs Willow and they start towards the exit. In the library, it looks like Giles is reaching the end of the ritual, his voice rising as he gives the final words. Sparks fly from the computer and Jenny looks a bit shocked. Moloch continues to fight against the binding spell as Xander gets free of the lab dude and hits him. Hey, he got to hit someone! <laughs> I just love that. I love that. I did a thing.
1: I got to do something.
0: (laughs) Uh, He, along with the girls, race towards the exit. Wind sweeps through the library as the computers, apparently not damaged despite the sparks, begin cycling through various screens and colors. When it finally goes dark, Jenny says that it's over. Moloch is out of the internet, bound once more. So this is something... I wish we had seen a bit more of the mixing of magic and technology. Yeah, yeah. Like like I said when we when we get to season 4 we see the magic and the science. But we don't we don't really see ex- except for the translation in season 2. Yeah. We don't really see Jenny do this sort of mystical thing. Ever yeah, again. yeah,
1: yeah. Which and is a shame. I feel
0: like, yeah, because they set something so cool up here
1: and, they and then just they didn't get back to
0: it. it.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Like, I would have loved to have seen, and it would have been really interesting with their relationship with the two of them building this thing where Giles has the old ways and she has new ways and they managed to mesh things together. They could have done so much with, with that. Yeah. I just I really really wish we had seen more of this yeah
0: Giles goes over to the book and it's empty if Moloch is not once again in the book then where is he in his robot body <laughs> <Ta-da>. <laughs> Dials doesn't to his, know that. <laughs> well, that's true. That is true. Dials does not know that. Now tethered in his physical form, he bursts through the wall of the lab and into the corridor where Buffy, Willow, and Xander are trying to find their way out. Knocking Xander to the ground, he moves to go after Buffy, blaming her for the fact that he is now stuck in one body and no longer omnipotent with the ability to affect the world. So this is what you were saying about the robot voice. His voice, yeah. now that he's stuck in the body, is totally different. Yeah, yeah. It, it is a much more normal yeah like his voice in the his voice in the first episode the first scene the flashback yeah like i don't
1: know if they if that's just a continuity error where they didn't apply the robot filter or just because now he's stuck in that robot body he's not part of the internet anymore. So that's that was my assumption is that yeah. since it's
0: no longer booming it was it was shown to show his decrease in power. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because he can affect less stuff. He I mean he can't affect anything. He's yeah. in the body. Yeah. Uh Buffy hits him nothing happens and that's when Willow <laughs> appears with a fire extinguisher. Oh. Hitting Moloch with it. She tells him that she should break up. But hey, maybe they can still be friends. I love that. That's the way the fire extinguisher grabs her and throws her into Xander. I. Love this. It's kind of like what we saw in The Harvest. Yeah, Where Willow had no idea what was going on, but she knew she and Jesse were in trouble and they had to get the fuck out of there.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And it's it's the same thing. Like, here is Willow, like, standing up for herself and going to save her friends because this is a horrible thing that's happening. And and yeah, she's not the slayer, but she's
1: yeah. pissed because this oh, pe- is what to her. Oh, yeah, he, absolutely. Like, it, she got... Yeah, you you go willow you you show him
0: and i i love these little moments that show that even before she became a witch even before like the later seasons where she really finds her confidence she's always had it it just took these extreme situations to bring it out
1: yeah yeah.
0: Until she becomes way more comfortable with herself, and then you see it more and more. Yeah. But I just, I, I love these moments and the whole like she was always as strong. She was always she stronger was. than she
1: knew. Yes. She just needed somebody to bring it
0: out of her. Getting to her feet, Buffy notices the high voltage box on the wall. Standing in front of it, she tells Moloch to take his best shot. He does. She ducks, and Moloch's fist goes into the box, causing him to short circuit and his body to explode. Bits of robot flying all over. <laughs> this is technically the first time Buffy slays a demon. We've had vampires, witches, a she mantis hyena people, and this is our very first demon.
1: Yep. Yep. We got them. We checked all the boxes. So
0: for our final scene, we're back (laughs) at Sunnydale High. Giles goes to see Jenny in her classroom, returning a piece of jewelry that he found among the books and assumed belonged to her. She thanks him before asking him, what is it about computers he despises so much? He tells her it's the smell. When she responds that computers don't smell, Giles launches into a speech that I as an English major love with all my heart.
1: You're going to give it to <laughs> us right now?
0: Yeah, I'm not going to give you the whole the whole speech, <laughs> but this is forever part of my argument as to why I will never use an e-reader. Books smell. They are rich and musty. They're tactile and that invokes memories and feelings. The information on the screen, it's there and then it's gone. As I was watching the end of this episode <laughs> on my laptop of all things, Panda heard that speech and immediately commented, I want to watch Giles. <laughs> Sadly, it was the end of the episode, but I promised her we could watch some Buffy. Apparently Giles, when he's making the speech, is very dreamy. It is. Uh, He not is not wrong. Yep. Um, in an interview done And for the official Watcher's Guide, Robia listed this episode and specifically these next few lines as her favorite on-screen moment commenting, praise God that I get a chance to say this kind of line because you don't do it very often. So Jenny tells him he really is an old-fashioned kind of boy. He says that he doesn't dangle a corkscrew (laughs) from his ear, no. And Jenny tells him that's not where she dangles it. it. (laughs) As Giles scurries off sufficiently (laughs) ruffled. (laughs) We move to outside where Buffy, Willow, and Xander are sitting together. Xander suggests they hit up the bronze that night as it'll be fun. You know, that thing where you smile willow wants to have fun but she can't stop thinking about malcolm moloch and how the one boy that liked her turned out to be a demon it's then that buffy reminds her the guy she has a crush on turned out to be a vampire and xander reminds him that he had the hots for a giant praying mantis but it's cool that's fine that's life on the hell out. It's okay, yeah. They are forever doomed and will never have a normal, healthy relationship. And that's it. That's, that's <laughs> what I love. That is our cautionary tale on why you should not trust strangers on the internet while listening to us to strangers on the internet.
1: <laughs> so my my alternate titles for this episode... And oh, I, I love it. Tell us. So it's a very special episode about internet safety and also Willow gets cash fished by a demon. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, we must call Neve Max. <laughs> so yes as mary said we met on the internet (laughs) we did
0: we met on the internet but neither of us were demons so it's okay
1: no no we're we're good dylan i don't know yet the jury's still out on them
0: yeah no dylan dylan the the jury is definitely out there yeah um yes so okay other than various special titles, any final thoughts, feelings, e do you need to send to your techno group?
1: Um, no, but I am definitely going to be talking to Mr. Frog about making that image for A Whole New World. That's gonna be fun.
0: I am so excited. Yes, that and we need to discuss uh oh, school the counselors. School counselor. Yeah,
1: no, we we that definitely have a thought need...
0: on and we will we will talk offline, but I have a thought yeah, on that one.
1: Definitely, okay
0: So I will say one thing. Um did anyone notice that this feels very similar to Age of Ultron? Um which was also written and directed oh, by the yeah. creator of
1: Buffy. Yes, yeah. Just yes, saying. oh my god, I didn't even I, I didn't even make the Ultron reference yeah. to, to Moloch. Yeah murder bots i didn't even fiction. i didn't even think about it oh my god yeah yeah it's a very very similar feel to yeah to because age of ultron. it was just on a smaller like you got to see it on a smaller scale than in age of ultron yeah no that's
0: yeah age of ultron is what would have happened if like they had not soft moloch when they did yeah
1: yeah when did i when did whedon i know whedon wrote for the comic wrote for comics when did he uh let's find out because I'm, I'm when wondering. Did he- when did Ultron first appear? Because he could have been.
0: Oh no, Ultron is an old, old thing. Yeah, no, Ultron I know. Was originally done by Hank Pym.
1: Yeah, yeah. But let's it's see. It's all when running did together in were- my brain.
0: So Whedon went to. Marvel Comics in 2004 because he okay. did The Astonishing X-Men.
1: Okay, so that was... Um, okay, so it, it yeah, was probably... Yeah. He's
0: also the second writer on Runaways. He did some Spider-Man stuff, Marvel Spotlight. He contributed a story for the 75th anniversary issue of Captain America, Sam Wilson. Um. Yeah, no, so he, yeah. he never wrote Avengers. He mostly wrote okay. X-Men.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, no, I didn't... So, I really yeah, didn't make and, the Moloch. And the original Avenger yeah and the original Ultron story relates to
0: Hank Pym yeah so like that that might have been a while ago yeah yeah no they're very very similar and that is yeah no you're that
1: yeah no that's a that's a good connection that I didn't come to way to go Mary
0: thank you (laughs) that's just about it for this week thank you all for listening and make sure to join us next time when we take on season one episode nine the puppet show yay and, <laughs> <laughs> yay creepy puppet Creepy puppet! <laughs> until then check out our various social media channels all of which will be listed in the show notes and if you like the show and you want to let us know it you can subscribe rate and review or write to us directly at the watcher diaries at gmail.com
1: bye bye, bye.